Welcome to the Archie Sonic Digest. We have a fantastic show for you. We are continuing the Iron Dominion saga, a true shakeup in these comics. And normally, when these comics are shaken up in the before era, we uh, weren't, we didn't. They, they were very good. I'm sorry, they were not very good. But it, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. You know why? Because now we have someone writing who actually knows what he's doing. So anyway. I'm your host, Speed. With me, as always, co-host Aaron. How are you doing, buddy? I'm here. I'm alive. Still playing Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Still in queue. Still in queue. Still in queue. By the time this episode releases to the YouTube audience, I wonder how dated of a joke that's going to be, if at all. It's Listen, it's not going to be dated at all. It, the they they literally said that it's we're we're gonna hear more information either later this month or early February. Uh, it, it, it's fucked, bro. Uh, Oceana server when? Uh, I think at the end of January, uh, beginning of February. Let's hope so. Anyway, let's hope so. Anyway, let's let's not waste any time because we got some content for you guys. We're gonna start off strong. Sonic the Hedgehog number two oh seven. Flynn writing and James Fry doing the art. So we open. On Amadeus Prower, leading the defensive at Fort Acorn between Old Robotropolis and New Megapolis, and the fort is being charged at by the Iron King, the laser fire ineffective against his armor, and as a result, the king breaks into the fort, no sweat. Meanwhile, Khan and Sally are just having a nice little chat in the marketplace of New Megapolis. Sally's been saying that, you know, ever since Sonic came back from space, things have been kind of normal but Khan says he's just surprised that that she and sonic were able to still have an amicable relationship after all that they're they're talking about the slap guys i, mm, <laughs> I love i love i love how how much they uh they they have to talk about it without directly referencing it because that means acknowledging the comic and you know you know you know <laughs> so Khan reassures her though despite it all you still held together a group of people to act as a unit, and that's pretty impressive. And though Sally thanks him for the kind words, Nicole pops in saying, Uh, the Iron King is attacking Fort Acorn. I already sent out Sonic and Tails to rescue the army, so no worries there at least. Nicole tells Khan that the slag of the nuclear fallout of the city is what powers New Megapolis, so probably the Iron King is going to cut off the power supply from the city. So with that info, Khan offers to fight, and flies off on his Nimbus Cloud. So we move back to the fort. Amadeus is fighting the Iron King head-on, his sword breaks against his armor, and the king mocking him for daring to fight. That's when Sonic spin-dashes him in the face, freeing Amadeus and leading him to a transport ship Tails is piloting to bring the entire army back to the city, while Sonic offers to be a distraction. So, Sonic sees them off, but upon being attacked by the king, Sonic just burrows around him, leading him to sink into the mud, Unable to move for just a second, but he manages to break free. Right as Khan flies in, staff to the Iron King's neck, and the two are sizing each other up. Sonic takes a back seat, 
I'm going to just chill out while you guys just, you know, do that. I'm vibing. Have fun. Play with each other a little. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sally decides to come to Antoine and Bunny's home. Antoine was about to leave to get some lunch for the two of them, hesitating a little bit to leave her alone out of concern, but Sally just sends him off. And so when they're gone, Sally has a heart-to-heart with Bunny, and she admits that she's falling for someone. Oh, God. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. Here we fucking go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So Bunny's response is, it's about time. Sally saying, you know, oh, but Sonic, and then Bunny is rightfully like, look, you guys are still friends, right? It's not like you're two-timing him. But Sally is conflicted. She doesn't know. I'm giving the Italian hands because I don't know. She's like, I don't even know if this guy's right for me. And she's like, that's what dating is for, sugar. You test the water and see if things click. Sally responds, well, you know, seeing as I'm currently leading a small strike force to save the world from tyrannical global dictators, I don't exactly have time to test things out. But Bunny just brushes it off. Well, no one said it'll be easy. The one good thing about this scene is because Bunny basically calls out Sally's type right to her face. You clearly like the strong protective type. You're self-reliant, sure, but you'd also like someone who could protect you as well as you'd protect them. There's a level of trust in there, you know? And all the while, while that dialogue is being spoken, we're seeing Sonic and Kong fight the Iron King. Which is a nice visual touch, but also, like, it's also very funny to tell someone to their face, you have a type. Suck it up. Bunny's just like, bitch, I'm Southern. I know a type when I see a type. You have a type. Shut up and go fuck him. And not, we don't don't condone furry acts of sex on this show. We don't. Just kiss him. We're just, we're, this is a wholesome podcast. We, I, I pray to God every night I sleep with my hands above my bedsheets anyway. (laughs) do you though do you that's my business so their conversation (laughs) so their conversation wraps up sally thanks bunny for her words as the iron king has sonic and khan by their necks wondering who should be crushed first his nemesis or the local would-be hero well the actually the answer is none of the above sonic and khan break free and fall back as the iron king moves away to hit the shield holding the nuclear fallout with his tremor mace. So, Sonic and Khan try to strategize how the best to deal with him. The fan of Fen Shing was the only thing that could do anything in the past, and really his ego is the only thing that could be done with anything. So, Sonic comes up with a plan, and runs, asking Khan to distract him further for a little bit. So Sonic goes around to the power generator. Nicole, can you connect here? And she reaches out and explains his idea. So, while Khan engages the king once again, Sonic comes running back quickly. Direct quote, we give up. You win. Uh, so, both the king and Khan are shocked, and Sonic just bargains. Listen, man. Destroy the power generator, leave the shield alone. We'll give up the city to protect the environment, okay? And Sonic explains this as we're just cutting our losses, and the Iron King agrees to that just as he goes off Khan asks sonic okay dude what, what's really going on here what, what are you doing uh i had nicole build a second underground unit so really what the iron doofus is doing is smashing an empty shell and by the time he figures out he's been tricked we'll be long gone and the city even more secure wow the two shake on a good plan and head home so they get back as the sun begins to set Uh, The boys compliment each other on how well their plans went down as Sally grabs Khan's arm, asking to talk with him. 
much to Sonic's kind of stunned look. Immediately there, he hears Amy's voice call to him, offering to go get dinner with her and talk about his uh, most recent adventure on her. And he looks back to Sally and Khan and actually accepts her offer. But counteroffers. How about I take you to Chuck's Diner on me? This is this is not normal behavior. This is this is this is some uh this is some moment behavior. <laughs> this is some Sonic saying, "Fuck it, we ride shit." I- I'll give him this. I'll give Ian Flynn this. I'll give him credit for flipping the usual uh love triangle situation. So now it's Sally at the center of it. But at the same time, you know, having Sonic go on a date basically with Amy also shows that. I guess he's willing to move on as well, even though in reality, it's just the other two, uh, Sonic and Sally, in a cold war with each other, thinking the other has already moved on. So that's hilarious. They're they 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 they're literally diehard simps for each other, and they don't even fucking know it. And that's that's the funniest part. They're just they're just they're just diehard simps, man. A special mention to a specific bit of artwork here: uh, the face that uh, Sonic makes when. Uh, uh, Sally asks Ken to come with him is uh, particularly funny. It's a very surprised, you know, shocked expression. It's uh, it's real good. It's real good. <laughs> real fun. And while that's the end of that story, we do have a story B here. Uh, obviously, Flynn wrote and Rene Delis is doing the art. So uh, the Iron Queen, she is a little pissed, just a little pissed, at both the Iron King and Snively over the recent failures, most recently being the Power Siphon. And she goes off to her chambers. And the king mentions that Regina wasn't always so shrill and demanding. And upon Snively's comment of, well, I wouldn't really know, he ends up telling his side of the story. Uh, when Regina became subservient to him, she used her magic tech to reawaken dormant machines of the Dragon Kingdom, but had difficulty holding a stake in the region. They usually would get crushed by the people they were trying to dominate or caught in the middle of the warring clans. That was until Robotnik came looking for sub-bosses. He was already in a foothold as the ruler of Robotropolis by this point, and is looking to spread influence. While Junkun was unwilling to be subservient to another, his resources didn't end up giving them the edge in what they were looking for. And from that point on, from the Iron Fortress, they ruled the Dragon Kingdom and the so-called Free People. But the Four Houses still vied for control, and as mighty as they were, they could not fight a war on four fronts. New idea. Regina tried to buy off the Bride of Rich Knights of the Yagyu clan, but she insisted she could not be bought. To which then, Plan B took place. The Iron King took her out. Regina took the credit to make herself the Bride of the House, something he didn't really see much point in at the time. But Regina would then send Yagyu foot soldiers into random battles, spreading rumors that the other houses swore allegiance to the Dominion, and the Yagi was their proof. And over time, the brides of the other three houses swore allegiance to her, becoming the bride of the four houses. But now, the Iron King has become a laughingstock, all thanks to you, Snively. And he panics and is pleading for his life. The Iron King responding, you are not even worth the effort to scrape off my hoof. Damn, that motherfucker just said... Uh, you're too much of a little rat bastard. Uh, get the fuck out of my face, kid. And he fucks off to his chambers to think on how to take down the new Mobotropolis shield. And when the two walk away from each other, Snively sneers at him, comments 
that he's already found a solution. And when Regina conquers the world, he will be her Iron King. Which is very bold thing, a bold uh, face to make right after you've immediately pleaded for your life in front of him, you little bitch. This guy, sometimes, he, he's, he's, he's literally the worst kind of simp. So not only can he not give the girl what she wants, but it's a constant battle for her affection against her actual husband. He's the worst cuck. He's the worst simp. He can't, he can't even please the woman, man. Like, come on. Come on. Why are you even here, man? Why are you yeah. even here? Yeah, for real, for real, for real, for real. So that's the end of Sonic 207. We'll quickly move on to uh, Sonic number 208, Flynn writing and Tracy Yardley back to do the art. So we open on Snively. He meekly enters Regina's chambers, reminding him he's not allowed in here unless he has a solution and nervously tells her the plan. So in short, Regina, the city of Numa Metropolis is entirely constructed out of nanites, microscopic machines, and Nicole here is the controller of these machines. And is purely a digital being. And then Regina concludes, because of this, they're completely susceptible to her techno magic. And elated with that revelation, picks up Snively and swings him around in joy. They're back. It's all good now, I guess. Oh, uh, it's okay. I Alright, so sometimes, sometimes, sometimes he delivers. Sometimes the bull delivers against the actual bull. Ian Flynn, we got questions for you, man. Yeah, Ian Flynn, we do have questions for you about this arc. Anyways, so she orders the troops to be rallied. Meanwhile, in New Mobotropolis, Sonic sees Tails fixing up the tornado at the airbase. Nicole actually offered Tails to use nanites to fix it up, but says he would uh, rather do the hard work himself. What kind of mechanic would I be if I can't fix my own plane? Come on. Plus, Nicole recycled the nanites for the other plane that they were using before, uh, and apparently something else will be going on, too, as an alarm begins to blare. Sonic and Tails rush out. Nicole materializes in front of them, saying the Dominion may be beginning a full-scale invasion. Sally and Khan show up to her left as she begins to raise the shields. She also points out that the Dominion made no effort to rush or even hide their march. Sally even notes that this is too forward, even for them. Sonic comments that he doesn't really like the look of this, as also... Uh, it's kind of a double entendre because in his line of sight, he sees Monkey Khan having his arm around Sally's shoulder. Jealous. Jealous. Outside of the city, Nicole projects herself, demanding the advancing army to leave. As Regina declares herself, a masterful techno-mage will exert my will over yours, Nicole. And we begin to see the nanites which hold Nicole's form beginning to separate as she pleads for her life. And when the nanites recollect... Nicole ends up having a different look, a different form, to a more eastern-looking kind of outfit with darker colors, calling herself now Iron Nicole, awaiting first orders. Now, I gotta say, I'm kind of surprised that this wasn't thought of to begin with. <laughs> I guess, I guess the entire point of this was to sort of, like, build the tension, and then they kind of, you know, they, they hit it, right? And they're just like, oh... Okay, well, this is the, the natural conclusion, right? The nanites, which have protected them for so long at this point, are now being used against them. It's also very clever writing if it's being introduced basically at Act 3 of this arc. Because then there's, you have a lot of instances where the reader could conclude, oh, well, I mean, if she can control technology, she can control these nanites and basically destroy them from the inside. And look where we are now. Yep, pretty much. The Iron Queen declares... 
open the city to your new queen. And she does, opening both the shield and the walls, allowing the Dominion to rush inside. Seeing the advance, Sally orders Bunny to fly away, as she's still susceptible to the queen's magic. But as she flies, a dome begins to close over the city, trapping everyone inside. But in the pitch darkness, spotlights quickly turn on, as Nicole's voice comes overhead. The citizens are under arrest for defying the will of the Iron Dominion. Resistance will be met with strict punishment. And though the people panic, Sonic and Tails are in the middle of the city trying to calm people down, obviously with no avail. So Sally orders Royal Guard hold a perimeter and asks Khan to go to the castle to get the council and her brother out of there and to their homes. As Sally calls for the Freedom Fighters and the Chaotix, Khan comes back to deflect a sneak attack from a Yagyu ninja to Sally, telling her that the castle is already sealed shut. Sonic and Tails are making their way through, finding Sally and Khan fighting the Dominion, planning to hold together. So Sally has a plan. Let's debug Nicole and try to get her to regain control of the Nanites. If we can get to Freedom HQ, we can at least access the city's mainframe. Just as the Iron King comes in to slam his mace in the center of the ground, and he demands he bow to their new king. And Sally refuses. I never once bowed to Robotnik, and he was twice the tyrant you are. True. Real and true. Real and true. True and real and... And also, like, strong. Strong women. Girl boss. Strong, strong, strong women. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. Only Sally is one of those things, and that is girl boss. And girl boss, yes. Anyway, Khan managed to shock him with his staff, trusting Sonic and Tails to take Sally to safety and stick to the plan. Meanwhile, we move to the detention center. Snively comes in to check on Eggman, and he gloats to him. Look at you. Once the ruler of a planet, now reduced to mad rambling. You can't even keep track of which time period you're in. Snively saw him as a stepping stone since day one, and now finally I am where I want to be. Once the city is conquered, Snively will be lording over a newer, stronger empire. And with Regina by his side, people will cower at the name of Snively Robotnik. Leaving Eggman to respond. Goodness, when did you lose all your hair? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. 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 Now, Vector, Antoine, and Bunny are holding their own. Antoine thinking the best solution should be to evacuate the people to Angel Island, thanks to Vector's warp ring. So, he agrees and rallies the Chaotix to do so. Vector tells Bunny that she should go with them. I'll find the others and regroup, and you're in danger because of your mechanical parts, so you should leave. But Bunny remembers the times when he would have been the first to run. But now, look at you. Antoine just says, well, you gave me the strength to fight. Still insists, though, go to Angel Island. And when Antoine hears the warp ring go off behind him, he gets a little fearful, facing a horde of the Dominion, sword pointed out to them. They're all taken out by Bunny with an extension of her arm. She comes back to Antoine. Remember the marriage vows, for better or for worse? To which Antoine replies that he is a very, very lucky man. And Bunny agrees. Let's show these jokers what happens when they mess with our city. And the two charge into now retreating Dominion soldiers. So that's a fantastic little scene. I The scenes with, with Bunny and Antoine are always some of my favorites. I'm slowly becoming to realize. The, the writing with these two, especially over time, has so drastically improved. Their relationship is very real and very, like, actualized. It's 
you see Antoine like start to slowly grow into like you know the hero that he wants to be right and like portrays himself to be and you see Bunny really coming to terms with the fact that like she is her own woman and like she kind of has to go through that arc when you know Antoine has his uh emo not emo phase when uh patches <laughs> his joker arc let's call it yeah, his, yeah the, the 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 joker arc where it's actually patch to me i think that um the 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 way that they're written is just always so good yeah you know what it is it feels real like this feels like a real sincere relationship that people could actually have and that makes it all the better Exactly. Unfortunately for the two of them, they are immediately grabbed by nanites coming out of the ground. Nicole materializing in front of them. That's quite enough. You were warned. And hands made of nanites begin to pop up to grab people all over the city. They, we then see the tornado trying to take off as hands are reaching for it. And while one manages to grab, Sally and Sonic on the wings, Sonic tells Tails, boost the thrusters. And manages to shake off the hand's grip and launches himself back onto the plane, but they have no way out now. And Khan notices this as the Iron King is about to smash him with his mace, but Amy comes in, countering with her Pico hammer, demanding he fight fair. He wasn't even paying attention. To which he responds, No tiny pink girl will tell the Iron King how to crush his enemies. To which Amy responds, who you call him Tiny, as she knocks the king away with her hammer. Now, I also want to... <laughs> <laughs> I really want to comment on this, okay? Seeing the Iron King's natural counter be Amy of all people, number one is, is hilarious objectively, but also really smart, actually. It's cool because I feel like in most cases, you would just assume... Oh, like, Amy would probably fight some foot soldiers and do her thing. No, fuck it. She gets to fight the Iron King. And she gets to whoop ass. This is just fantastic. These scenes are so much fun. It's it's kind of the thing that we've really been saying, I think, a lot, like, as of recently. Or, I mean, I'll just reiterate. The best part about these comics, in my opinion, is that, obviously, the writing and the character dialogue is great. But it's the usage of the characters. It's always the usage. In this new era... There is so much time given to so many different characters. They get so much development. They're actually growing. They're becoming better people. And it's not like kind of like what's been happening in recent years where there's stagnancy. Mm -hmm. And the characters don't feel like they don't feel like themselves anymore. I feel like somebody looked at, at, a, at a character description on a wiki and just wrote like that. Which I mean, considering who we're talking about here, that may have actually been the case. Wait, who are Ken. we talking? Ken Fenders. Oh, oh, well, 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 that's a that's a different story entirely. I I, <laughs> I more meant that like if we're talking about like Sega and like how they handle their shit, it, it just that that's something that I I feel very strongly about is that I love when 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 Ian and the team give the characters their their moments. So yeah. And and speaking of uh, characters having their moments, Khan tells Amy he's amazed by her raw strength. She's, she's pretty grateful for that comment. So you go out there and help Sonic escape. And he rushes off, insisting she'll <laughs> handle everything from here. So the panel below that is a panel of, of Amy and the, uh, the Iron King going head to head. You will pay for your insolence only if you stop swinging like a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. This, this is good this stuff. Is, this is based. It's too based. It's too powerful. 
So, while the two have their head-to-head fight, Khan flies up to the tornado, checking on Sally if she's okay, she's fine, he's fine. And Sonic asks, well, what happened to the Iron Dork? Uh, I believe her name is Amy Rose. Ah, say no more. (laughs) Even Sonic, dude, even even he acknowledges it. It's so great. He responds, yeah, I think I can manage, and uses his staff to shoot thunder and break a hole open in the dome. With Ray's stakes, Tails, get us to Freedom HQ. If we can't rescue Nicole, then everything is lost. The Iron Dominion wins. And that's the end of 208. What a fantastic payoff. Yeah, uh, we are in a pretty interesting scenario right now. Uh, we're almost at checkmate if you really think about it, right? Oh uh, yeah, we're we're getting to the end almost. So, issue 209. Flynn and Yardley, the creative team. We start on uh, Sally, uh, Monkey Con, Sonic, and Tails in Freedom HQ. Uh, Sally's a bit uh, distraught as she realizes that the Iron Queen uh, also controls electricity uh, and electronics. uh, And she knew that the city was composed of nanites, but she didn't put all the pieces together that this was technically something that she could do. I I feel like Sally is also the reader in this instance. The the readers that also did not put two and two together. Khan opens to try to comfort her and saying, hey, look, no one thought of this, but Sonic quips, look, you're kind of wallowing in self-pity right now, and look, we're fine, we've bounced back from greater setbacks, and Sally snaps at him, you know I'm not wallowing in self-pity, but after a quick thought, realizes that he's actually right and ends up grounding herself from that instance, to which Sonic quips that knowing someone comes from serious relationships something that develops over time and Khan responding that's something that he'll find out for himself and they're very very, very uh but very very up against each other uh you know so now the the budding rivalry that the two of these guys have had is now turning into a lay lay anime harem uh lay, lay anime love triangle one might even say it's Uh-oh. uh uh, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got the old requited love in one corner, and we got the new freshness in the other, and then we got Miss Sally Acorn as the as the waifu of choice. Meanwhile, Tails, uh, minding his own business like a true Sigma male, <laughs> uh, can- Tails, Tails, Sigma grind set, just working on the computer. Shut the fuck up, nerds! I'm gaming. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything. But what what class would Tails play in Final Fantasy fourteen? It depends because, like, if he wants to be okay, so like <laughs> Tails would probably play machinist if we're talking about in character role. But if we're talking about Tails, who is you know he's a turbo nerd, and you know he probably loves to, like, min-max the ever-living fuck out of video games, right? He'd probably play Black Mage. He'd probably be a little degenerate Black Mage player, <laughs> and sit, and be like, what do you mean move for this fucking AoE? I ain't moving for shit, fuck you. Yeah, he would do that shit. Anyway, Tails, he can't figure out how to hack into Nicole's mainframe. She's kind of self-correcting on the fly, and while Tails says he can keep up with her by head... I can't type that fast. So Sonic suggests, hey, uh, why don't we use the digitizer and go in there directly? Which is what they used before to access uh, Gerald's journal, if you remember. Tails just says, oh, that's a good idea, actually. Uh, I'll go get it. Hold out for a second. While Sally is down for it, Khan thinks it's not safe. 
And Sally admits that it's not, but honestly, that's better than nothing right now. So, Khan, keep the base safe for us, as Tails has it all set to go, and Sonic and Sally are flashed in. And then, they arrive into a datascape setting. It's shaped like the gates of Moon Mobotropolis, with no way to get in, unless they break in. As Sonic is about to prep for it, the gates swing open, Nicole warning them not to come in. And while this Iron Nicole tells them do not engage in this digital assault, surrender, or face deletion. But Sally tries to call out to Nicole's better system. Your coding is too much for Rotor, Tails, Robotnik, or even Adam to hack into. Oh yeah, remember remember Adam? Anyone remember Adam? I try not to. Yeah, I, I try I try not to either, especially the the the, the other guy, the guy that he latched onto. Uh, Who was uh, his we, name we again? I forgot. Yeah, I I forgot. He he kind of just Nicole uh, actually seems to be reaching through to her, seeing Sally, but Sonic, in fear, points to the sky. A giant digital fast missile of the Iron Queen forms, saying she's found viruses in her new city system. Sonic grabs Sally and runs. We need a new plan. And they're dodging, moving around. Sally wonders how the Queen was able to get into the datascape, despite not having a digitizer in the city. And then we move into the real world in the throne room of Castle Acorn. The Iron Queen is seen manipulating the datascape from her scepter. Uh, Snively wants to see what's going on, but Regina basically tells him to fuck off. And he does, finding Leyenda and just asked a report from the Grandmaster of the Dark Egg Legion. We'll get back to this, unfortunately. Yes, Leyenda still has to be the worst human being, well, worst... Can I say human being? Echidna? Worst Mobian. Worst Mobian. The the worst Mobian ever? Like, okay. Legitimate question. Like, are there people who enjoy this character? Have you ever seen somebody, like, enjoy Linda? I'm... Right? My my instincts are going to the place which say people that like Linda would also be people who like Azula from Avatar, but it's spe- specifically only the points where she's act- that's acting like a bitch. So that's not comparable. Okay, but, like, there's a difference between Azula and Lenda. Azula is somebody who actually is... You, you, you're actually afraid of. Because she's insane. Lenda is just a whiny bitch. Yeah, her insanity does not come from, like, mental instability. Her insanity is just... Jealousy. Uh, until the end, mind you. But yeah, yeah, spoilers yeah, yeah. for a... Uh, we'll get to that. Very, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. The Iron King is just having a good time smashing shit. And the Yagyu and the Legionnaires are just rounding up anyone they could find. Speaking of which, we move to the detention center, seeing Uncle Chuck being placed in the cell next to Eggman. And he says, oh, Sir Charles, it's been ages. Tell me, how is your robot sizer coming along? And Chuck responds, just give it a rest, Eggman. Crazy or not, I have no patience for your babbling. And is prodded to move along by a Yagyu and keeps it moving. So, very important scene here, guys. Eggman refrains a bit from being called Eggman. Says it used to be something someone teased me about. Then I turned it around and named something after it. And he's looking at his glasses, saying, I used to go by Julian. But it's been ages since then, hasn't it? I go by Robotnik now. And sometimes 
Eggman of my Eggman empire seen putting his glasses back on. Interesting. Although, I do have to comment. I personally would have liked to see Eggman out of the story a bit longer. But I know the reason that they don't. It's probably a mandate from Sega. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely interesting to have Eggman in a, uh, shall we say... A unique state, let's say. A unique state, yes. We move back to the datascape. Sally came up with a plan. Sonic puts her down, leaving Sonic to distract the queen. And he jumps up, preparing to homing attack her. As we see Nicole homing attack Sonic in a similar fashion, and the two bounce off to each other. In Sonic's shock, she says, This is my domain. I am without limitations here. So the two are mirror match fighting each other, no progress being made, and with another hit, Sonic is bounced back to Sally. Sonic's saying, ah, we're in trouble now. At the computer screen of Freedom HQ, Tails and Khan see a flash of code run across the screen. Tails thinking it's Sonic fighting Nicole's defense programming, and it doesn't look good. So Khan says, well, does Nicole physically exist somewhere in the city? And he says, yeah, kind of. The bulk of her code was uploaded to the city's mainframe so she could run the nanites more efficiently. And that mainframe is under Castle Acorn. There's an access tunnel that runs from the science center. Not that it does any good for that right now. And Khan does agree to that as he begins to walk out. Second passes. Tails realizes what he's about to do and follows (laughs) Khan out. So this is a really good scene. Really, really, really good scene. So let's let's go through it uh, stage by stage, right? So Tails immediately is like, Con, where are you going? And then he responds in kind, oh, I'm going to go put Nicole out of her misery. Why? Wait, 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 wait. You, you can't. I can and I will. The Iron Queen used me to destroy the Dragon Kingdom's freedom fighters. I won't allow Nicole to suffer that. No, Sonic and Sally will save her. I'm only about 50% mechanical and the Iron Queen had total control over me. What hope do you think a fully artificial being like Nicole has? And then Tails nuts the fuck up, gets in his way, and openly tells him, no, stop. Do not do this. While the two are struggling over Khan's staff, Tails says, listen, we are the heroes here. We have to do what's right, even when it's hard. Yeah, hard, Khan replies. But what about impossible? And Tails responds, Was it impossible to save Bunny or you? Nothing is impossible. And if it was all hopeless, why did you come all the way here? Just zap me and get it over with. And Khan refrains from Tails saying that, saying, well, I I don't want to destroy her. And then Tails again says, then just wait it out for Sally and Sonic. Or do you not believe in them either? Okay. Again, referencing back to what we literally just talked about. The character development. The growth. If this was the old Tales, if this was bad Tales from from a different time and a different place, he would just sit there and do nothing. And he wouldn't try. But no. This is is Tales who nuts the fuck up, sits in Monkey Con's face and says, Bitch, we have to trust. They will do it. We believe. And I also now understand what you mean when Tails would not get out of an AoE attack. This man, he's cast in Fire 4. He's sitting there. That boss is going to hit him with a Vuln stack. All right, bro. We take the Vuln stack. 
we do a little we do, we do a little inting. We do a little inting. <laughs> so in the datascape, Ro- Sally works to apply Rotor's firewall coating, and with the way she's doing it, she plans to cast it as if it were magic and creates a firewall in front of her. But the Iron Queen strikes it down, chastising her for creating a firewall in her own system. Sally runs to Sonic, telling him, go after the queen, I'll handle the Nicole, and creates four walls of a firewall around them, as Sonic spin dashes up and hits her in the eye. And now inside the firewall, she ends up breaking the connection between the Iron Queen and Nicole, who ends up reverting back to normal. And in her arms, Nicole builds greater defensive against the Iron Queen's magic. When she downloads the logs of the things she did under control of the queen, she's upset, furious even. It's difficult to describe emotions when you've actually experienced them. Even as Sally says, look, now we're in control of the situation now, right? But Nicole says, uh, no, we're kind of not. I may be safe from the queen, but kind of weak right now. Most of the citizens are imprisoned, and the Dominion is well-stationed all over the city, and there are still more forces in the Dragon Kingdom they can call on. If we can even push the Dominion out of the city now, they'll come back with greater forces. So Sally figures, okay, let's fight to our strengths. We have access to the city that they don't know about now, and we can weaken them from within. So Nicole dons her Iron Nicole outfit as a disguise. I'll keep things manageable. And the two hug. Sally promises to be back as fast as they can, Nicole wishing her good luck. To which then outside we see Iron Nicole breaking through the firewall, purging Sally as Sonic falls to the ground in pain. Sally calling Tails to pull him out, and in a flash, they're gone, just as the Queen was about to grab them. And Iron Nicole reports to her the system is safe, and new Mobotropolis remains yours fully. Back in HQ, Sonic and Sally come back to Tails and Khan, to them saying, oh, you know, nothing excited happened to us on our end, guys, wink. And also, Sally orders, guys, listen, pack up your supplies, shut down the base, we're heading to the Dragon Kingdom and breaking the Dominion's support before retaking the city. Nicole is back on our side, she's undercover now. And Tails and Khan look at each other, saying without saying it, that Tails was right. Of course. On the tornado, the sun begins to set. The four of them begin to make their way to the Dragon Kingdom. And that's the end of Sonic 209. And that is technically the end of the main comics that we have today. But wouldn't you know it, on Sonic Universe, the story continues from here. The next issue, issue 210, will pick up seeing what uh, the rest of the Freedom Fighters are doing in the city. But while they're doing that, they got a mission to handle. Sonic, Tails, Sally, and Khan have something planned for themselves. So, Sonic Universe, number 13, Flynn and Yardley, the creative team, let's see what the plan is. Why don't we? We are entering the Journey to the East arc. Everyone, uh, remind yourself if you are an otaku or a weeaboo, uh, to not let it show. Uh, they don't like foreigners. They don't like us. We're, uh, we're, we're losers to them. We're just weirdos. Fucking gaijin. Fucking gaijins! Yeah, no, but for real, um, it's a little, it's a comment, I guess this is something that we, we can kind of comment on. I don't know how many times more this is done, but I feel it's a bit weird to move, um, a character arc, essentially, out of the main comics and into the side comic. You are kind of right. It's very difficult to do. I kind of feel like Ian Flynn just used the opportunity to go, 
well, we have this side comic that's segmented into four issue arcs. I have a lot of extra material that we could do. So we have the opportunity. Let's just take it. Use a side comic, create these uh, extra stories to give a little bit more depth. And then we'll come back to the main action another time. Yeah. We start off uh, Sonic, you know, of course, uh, kicking a, uh, a spider ninja. Of the Gossamere clan, uh, you know, dead in the chest, saying, uh, you guys really know how to make a tourist feel welcome. Uh, truly a uh, a very uh, very accurate portrayal of uh, Eastern culture, if you are, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're from another country. Who boy. So, <laughs> so uh, Sonic is called for by Li Yuan, the local village elder, come back into the temple for sanctuary. And then we flash back to a couple hours ago. UN giving Sonic and Tails a tour of his village, showing them the temple where they stand now, the Temple of the Golden Lotus. So this temple dates back from before recorded time. Supposedly, this location was the birth of the dragons. They were young, abused their power, and warred with one another, and as a result only saw ruination. They vowed to one another, leave the land in peace and settle all over the world. Before they left, however... It was prophesized that in a time of great turmoil that would divide the land, the great Lotus King would be born and bring peace to the Dragon Kingdom. And Sonic and Tails are pointed to a statue in front of them and recognize that this great Lotus King bears a bit of a striking resemblance to their good friend Monkey Khan. Hmm. If, 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 if it wasn't obvious already, uh, this entire story is a Monkey Khan uh, character arc. Which is actually kind of interesting the way it's framed. Because even though Sonic himself is the focal character, this is very much a Monkey Con story. Yes. All four of the comics that we have left are um, Monkey Con focused. Uh, and we are going to get a pretty deep character dive into him. Which, you know, we, we sort of... Um, Kind of neglected a little bit. Not not neglected, let's say, but it's more of like a lot of the character growth has been secondary up until this point. But not this time. Sonic figures that he didn't take the prophecy seriously when he first heard of it, but upon seeing this statue, it's a little hard to ignore. Buddy, you got your work cut out for you. And by the way, uh, the statue itself is modeled after statues of the Buddha. Yes, of course. I don't know uh, what this pose is referencing in particular, but... There you have it. It's it's interesting when when you talk about the Dragon Kingdom because it feels like it's a mix of China, Japan, and India. Not so less less so on the India side, more on the China and Japan side. Yeah. But there's a lot of uh, East Asian elements that they clearly drew from, which this was obviously made in a very, 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 very different time, um, which was like what? nine ten, ten eleven years ago yeah ten yeah. years ago yeah. which you know i don't have a problem with um these stories sort of uh drawing inspiration from eastern culture and i do actually think they do a decent job with with the representation here but you can definitely say some things about um some of the uh so, some of the some of the some of the stuff that happens here but you know in the present time Li Yuan apologizes for letting everyone be captured but sonic says hey don't worry, I can make this work. As Gossamer ninjas climb in through the windows, Liu and chastising them that this is a sacred temple and will not be desecrated with violence. As Sonic spin dashes into one and pins them to the wall and says, 
Uh, what do you mean? There's nothing violent going on here. We're just having a friendly conversation, right? By the way, I fought you guys in the past. I noticed you guys right now have no weaponry or webbing. What's up? Why are you pulling your punches? And this ninja responds, The master learned of your arrival and decreed you would meet with her, but with no way to guarantee your willingness to come peacefully, assurances had to be made. So, kidnapping my friends was the best thing you could come up with to get my cooperation. Can't just import a chili dog recipe? It is not our place to question the master, he responds. So, Sonic agrees to go with the Gossamer peacefully, telling you when, I'll see you later. Honestly, what's the worst that could happen at this point? Yeah. Sonic arrives, seeing his friends captured, the uh, Gossamer Clan ninjas uh, talking to him and saying, you've uh, agreed to meet with the master with obedience and humility. Uh, Sonic, you know, casually responding, yeah, because those are totally my key traits. Uh, let my friends go and we'll hear what she has to say without a fuss. Sonic reconnects with Tails. Uh, Khan is rightfully pissed, uh, because, you know, he, he got, he got rescued by Sonic because he's a, he's being a little bit of a, little, little bit of a baby bitch boy. Sally is in distress, however. Khan, Khan kind of does something that, uh, that fucks Sonic up a bit. <laughs> Just a bit. A touch. Just a bit. Hand on the shoulder says, let me talk to her. You and Tails go on ahead. Sonic fucking looks at him after this with the, are you for fucking real right now, bro? And just dips and says, all right, fuck off. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is very like, like, it's right here. It's right in front of us. I don't know. My disdain for what I'm seeing insofar as, like, the relationships go is not indicative of the writing. Do not get me wrong. It's just more of the fact that, like, it's there. The problem isn't that, like, we're having relationship drama, right? Okay, listen. I feel like I want to clarify something because I feel like I've been pretty vocal about this stuff in the past. Yeah. I don't care if they want to write a story with these sort of interpersonal character relationships and romance. That's fine. The problem is that the Monkey Con Sally stuff feels... Worst? Yeah, I kind of had the same thought when I was reading this. I'm just sort of like, okay, I kind of see where you're coming from in regards of, like, using the situation to build character up. But at the same time, it's like, I, I've i said it before in the past, I'll say it again. Do I need romance in my Sonic comics? No, absolutely not. But, uh, I don't know. Guess I gotta have my green beans with my food. Alright, sure. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm having a big old delicious steak, you know, uh, I guess I gotta have mama's green beans on the side and, uh, can't get dessert until I've eaten all of them. It's, it's a bit weird. So, sort of continue that. Uh, we actually get a, despite us saying that, this is actually a pretty good scene for Sally in particular. Mm-hmm. Monkey Con tries to talk to her. And basically, you know, Sally's just like, I don't think I'm at the top of my game. I haven't been for months. She kind of just breaks the fuck down in that moment, which is rare. You you do not get to see this much anymore. She basically doesn't realize why she didn't arrest Robotnik when, when she had the chance, why she rationalized it to herself. She lost her home to the Iron Dominion. And now she spent the first few hours of the mission hostage. Khan tries to comfort her, but then she just, it just, she, the floodgates start. I used to handle SWAT bots, Ken. SWAT bots. I staged a winning campaign against Robotnik's empire before I even came of age. And now look at this. We're in this mess. I'm only free because I ran away from the fight. I feel like I'm at the end of my rope here. But Khan grabs her cheek, says, listen, you're better than that. 
You came up with a plan to weaken the Iron Dominion from within her own homeland. You're the one that rescued Nicole. We're only here because of you. You got caught, sure, but so did I. And I'm five times stronger than you with lightning powers. Look, you're not perfect, but you're closer than anyone I know. So we can settle for your best. And while she calls out a lousy pep talk, she just says thanks anyway, and they go into the temple hand in hand. So, fantastic little character scene for Sally. I think it's pretty interesting that we get to see that moment happen right here, right now, because I think there have been some scenes of Sally a little stressed out in previous issues, and here's the result of that. Yeah, it's it's interesting, too, because, you know, while Sonic's feelings of sort of, like, the aftermath of the war have have just been a feeling of, like, loss, and, like, it's been, like, what's my purpose now? Sally is just, like constant fucking stress ever since because of all the shit that she's now having to deal with and it just keeps stacking up inside sally con sonic and tails meet with the bride of the endless reach the bride of the gossamer clan she who knows the course of fate she who can obtain all things and thus sally introduces herself princess sally alicia acorn daughter of king maximilian leader of the freedom fighters and Monkey Khan introduces himself. And after being prodded by Sally, I am the king of the free people, the appointed defender of the people of the Dragon Kingdom without a clan to call their own. Meanwhile, Sonic and Tails are just in the pack going like, Ayo, what's poppin', girl? Ayo, what's poppin', B? It's me, I'm Sonic, and I'm Tails. I'm, I'm Sonic the fucking hedgehog, eh? <laughs> and <laughs> Sally, Sally's like a little pissed at their flippancy of it, but the bride interrupts them. And asked Sally, what was the fate of our own Uma Arachnus? And Sally was surprised to hear that name again, especially so that she was one of the Gossamer clan. So, who is this character? We have not heard this name in a while. So thankfully, Sally is the one to give us the backstory so I don't have to do it for you guys. Sally says, she was once a minion of Ixis Nagus, helped them escape the Zone of Silence, and would later work with former warlord Kodos to steal the Sword of Acorns. But at the last minute, she turned on him and helped Sally retrieve it. And Sally finishes that Uma would later die of radiation poisoning, not before she laid a clutch of eggs and her children would later take the Sword of Acorns from them, but would then would be captured by Eggman and put in his egg grapes, and is very sorry that they were not able to rescue them before their untimely demise. But, uh, Endless Reach stops Sally and asks, Hold on, what of the sword? And Sally responds that it was destroyed before it fell into the wrong hands, leading her to get up and chant as it was spun, so it has been done. Our heart breaks for the loss of our daughter and her children, but has been wended anew with the news of their fates fulfilled. And Sonic and Tails are just in the back, kind of struggling. They're like, I don't know. Fuck this hunt. What, what, hey, can you explain, like, your words? What, what do you mean? And the bride tells them, Uma, along with her family line, have always been the most gifted readers, and has the four follow her, explaining that Uma saw the last relics of the Source of All would fall into the hands of evil, and ensured that they were to be destroyed, even after her death. And brings the four of them into a large room, Making the first, th making them the first outsiders to see their web of fate, woven by the first bride of the Gossamer clan. It's strands foretell of what to come if you know how to read it. So, um, 
kind of want to say i feel like this web of fate i feel like i've seen it before like it's in some like spider-verse shit i don't know i, I feel yeah, like it's, i've it's, seen this oh, before. yeah i feel like i've i've seen this before in in some other comic you know it, it maybe 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 made by a uh by by a soulless multi-million dollar corporation starts with the letter let's start the letter d maybe m i don't know never never mm, i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know man i can't 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 figure it out it, it is a mystery so um what is this thing she says it tells of the clan's future prosperity it is what sent uma on her mission and even foretold of your coming here to which khan stops the explanation and angrily asks her hey if you can foresee all of this uh why have you been fighting why are my people suffering if you've been so informed why aren't you sharing your wisdom with the rest of the dragon kingdom and while sonic is trying to pull him back but uh endless reach answers it is our web woven by our bride read by our chosen this is not for the rest of the dragon kingdom the web tells of key moments to come not the road to get there it is not to be used for something so base as day-to-day tactics furthermore we believe this king born in another land powered by robotnik's gifts given title only to clanless people is forgetting he's talking to the gossamer clan's bride and as Khan is just about to explode, Sally steps in between the two of them. The Dragon Kingdom is a massive landmass, yes? The free people can live alongside the other clans comfortably. Right, Khan? Yes. All the people want is just to live in peace. That being said, the web doesn't show you the road ahead. But does that mean a road of peace is possible? And the bride says, yes, that is certainly possible. So Sally asks, well, isn't this, you know, isn't that option worth the case? Even isn't necessarily, isn't the fastest route? You know, you've already lost Uma and six young members who never got to see their homeland, after all. And Endless Reach somberly agrees. However, the bride says, if the so-called king of the free people, are you going to recognize the landstake of my clan? Or are we going to have another king of the four houses? And Khan says, my people only want peace. I will honor your clan and its claims. You have my word of honor. To which Sonic quips, like, what, buddy? Is she really just going to buy your word? And Khan, like, does, like, the 180 turnaround of his neck to Sonic. Is like, dude, this is how we do things around here. Our word of honor is sacred. All right, buddy? And Sonic is like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Uh, Consider me culturally enriched. Khan says that all there is left is to fight for the lands there are no freedom fighters. If there's going to be peace, your clan will have to make the first gesture here, leaving Endless Reach to consult with the web. And then Khan pulls back to the rest of the group, says, look, I'd listen. She says, no, we kind of have a big problem here. Maybe we should start planning an escape route. But the bride comes back, reading that the web does read dark days ahead if we consider Khan's proposal. But in the end, it will ensure peace and prosperity for all clans in the end. We will reject the Iron Dominion and cooperate with you. You have my word of honor. And Sonic and Tails celebrate. Khan and Sally thank the bride for her kindness and take their leave. To which we move later to that night in Li Yuan's house. They're all having dinner together, recounting the story. Khan and Sally are kind of flirting to each other over their dinner to Sonic's displeasure, of course. 
And uh, only hears Tails' question, hey, uh, you think the, the Freedom Fighters back home have things under control? As uh, Lee Moon, UN's granddaughter, offers Tails more tea. Saring is very nice to see him in Sonic again. But her teapot is shattered by a kunai through the window, drenching her and Tails. Khan telling Sonic, look, we still have time to catch them. But Sally pulls a note off of it. It's from the local Yagyu encampment. They want to meet with us. And Sonic decides to take up that challenge. By sunrise, we'll be taking on the Yagyu clan. One house down, three, two, go. That's the end of universe number 13. We will move on to 14. We'll be right back with the Archie Sonic Digest. Sonic Universe number 14, the second part of the Journey to the East saga. Flynn and Yardley, the creative team. Sonic and Tails, Khan and Sally are in the rice field, ambushed by a Yagyu who I can only imagine going, Welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker! Motherfucker! Okay, so we're, I feel like we, we're, we're, we're such old heads for, for saying that, but more importantly, uh, rest in peace to our, our god, Papa Franco. Um, we're happy you're doing your thing, Joji. We're, uh, we're, listen, even if you'll never watch this, we're big fans. As always, listen, you gotta honor the greats sometimes, alright? This was me, this was me honoring the greats, alright? In this house, we honor the greats of the internet. Khan says that, he, I knew we shouldn't have trusted these summons, but this ambush is pretty sloppy, and they're able to take out the ninjas pretty quickly. And the one Khan is fighting is demanded by him to fulfill their summons and bring them to their lord. Or do I have to bring you back to the pond? And the, though the ninja hisses at first, but responds, it, oh wait, you're the ones we called for? Oh shit, dude, uh, my bad, uh, come with me. <laughs> we thought uh, you- we- we we kind of fucked up, you know. We, look, we kind of thought we we thought you guys were just like normal travelers, okay? This was we this was just a simple robbery, okay? We're, we're honest. Come on, just shut up and lead the way. So as they walk, Sally asks that due to the clan not having a bride properly, the Iron Queen is their direct bride. Does this make things easier or harder for us? And Khan says, "Well, if we can't deal like this, we'll just have to play it by ear." And the ninja leads them to their temple, a stone building with a tree growing around it, and are led inside, calling out to the local lord who is feeding himself grapes and taunts Monkey Khan. Ah, you get the Gossamer clan on your side, now you think you're all high and mighty? Did returning mean you did no better to the Iron Queen over here than you did there? And what's with the tourists? You guys trying to impress me with a group of freedom fighters you haven't been tricked into destroying? And just laughs at him to... Khan's slowly growing, much intense anger. Local man mauls directly in front of the person that he's supposed to be trying to convince. In his mauling fit, Sally helps Khan to center and responds. Khan does. All that aside, I'm here to broker peace between you, your clan, and the free people of the Dragon Kingdom. And the Lord says, well, look, let's get this out of the way first. I'm willing to talk to you, the king of the free people and the princess of the acorn republic but i'm not comfortable with the sonic the hedgehog in my lair which sonic figures and also looks at tails he says he does not want to talk in front of mere children what the fuck is this guy who the fuck is this asshole who the fuck is this asshole fuck you you do not res- disrespect our boy tails like that tails is dragged off by sonic right but on the way out 
<laughs> he says, Ask all your guys with the headaches back in the right field how mere I am. I fought Master Mogul! Why do you have to reference that? Listen. Listen. Turbo Tales was a cursed moment. It was Titan Tales. Okay. It was, oh, it was Titan Tales? That's what it was right, called. Right, Turbo right, Tales right. is just the regular super form, which actually is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I do like that design, even if it's a little simple. I, I Listen, sometimes I, you like the cape. Yeah. You really like the cape. Yeah. Yeah. The cape, the cape fucks. But what does not fuck is seeing what if Tails had a lot of gamma radiation and is now the Hulk. And we don't need to answer that what if. Yeah, really let's not. not. Anyway, Sonic just tells him, look, they're just going to be doing political babbling. You're not interested in this. Let's just go. Let's just go. And as they leave, Khan just asks, all right, are you happy now? No, I'm not actually. Listen. Back in uh, the good old days, before we had the bride system, the Yagyu meant something different. I could hear him putting on the make Yagyu great again hat right now. Okay, you could, you can feel, <sighs> you can feel the energy coming out of this guy, you know? He, he's, he's that guy, is what he he's is. He's that guy. He's that guy. <laughs> he says that they were assassins. Experts with the blade, and only after the brides consolidated with the clan, we had to stoop to thievery to feed our traditional treasure hoard. Those were the days without someone telling us what to do. I envy the regional lords of the day, as Sally and Khan are seen surrounded, seemingly set up for a trap. Meanwhile, outside, we see Tails still screaming outside the temple. I fought SWAT bots! Egg ponds. I built the tornado from scratch more than once. As Sonic just grabs onto him and says, Hey, man, relax. This guy's just a jerk. Why are you so bent out of shape, man? And tells mentions, Hey, I had to work hard to prove myself. I'm as much as a freedom fighter as you guys. And he knows who you are, but me? And Sonic replies, Well, look, you're my best bud. And you're the one guy I'd pick to have my back anytime. You've done more in your short life than he's ever done. Don't get worked, o- worked up over one low life. And on uh, fucking cue. <laughs> on fucking cue. I don't know, Blue. He's still pretty hung up over this low life. As Fiona, in her existence, decides to make herself known. Sonic asking, We were wondering which rock you went to hide under after that whole Moabius thing. So, um... What are you doing here anyway? And she says, oh, I'll tell you if you can catch me. And she just runs for it, leaving Sonic and Tails to give chase. And they're making their way through the bamboo forest. Sonic can't build up speed in here. As Fiona just mentions, well, looks like you just got to be flexible and launches off a bamboo tree, hitting Tails directly. But he's fine. She's done worse. And Sonic figures, uh, he'll just scoot ahead as he's also hit in the face with bamboo stock and just does the, all right, that's it, and buzz cuts his way through the forest. Just as he's caught up to her, Simeon of the Destructix catches him and shoves Sonic into the ground. That's where Fiona mentions that she's running with the Destructix yet again. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, It's a fitting place for this character, but... Yeah. Everything will be explained. Let's just put it at that. Yes, yes, yes. And I actually do like the explanation of where things are going to go. But regardless, when Tails comes through Sonic's path, Hawk comes in to shove Tails to the ground. 
While Sonic is able to spin his way out, he's dunked on again by Flying Frog, and now their attention is all on them. But we move back inside the temple, Sally mentioning that we still have business at hand. Listen, if you reject the Iron Queen, you can have a bride of your choosing, and you'll also be recognized by the King of the Free People. huh? But the Lord rejects this. At least with the Queen, we can stand up to the other clans. Well, your people are being used for evil. Evil is subjective. Well, she's the only one profiting from this arrangement. Yeah, so was the Bride of Rich Knights. Anything else? But Khan has an idea. A different kind of deal entirely. He he looks he looks the regional boss dead in the eye. And he and he says, You know what? Fuck it. Reject the Iron Dominion. Reject the brides altogether. And go back to the old days instead of reminiscing. He just says, listen. Are you fucking insane? No. The other clans are going to tear us apart. And also what? You're going to just leave us free people? I mean, will we have to accept you as king? And Kong replies, No, you don't have to recognize me as anything. I'm just a protector of the people. I'm no more a king as you really are married to your bride. Look, I'll keep the peace with the clans. How am I supposed to keep up with a group of unorganized thieves anyway? And the Lord agrees. They both exchange their words of honor... The Yagyu clan is done with this nonsense. As Khan and Sally walk away, Sally asks Khan, aren't you worried that this is going to spread lawlessness? And he did think about it in the moment, but he thought something. A third of them will go back to their old ways. Another third, about so, will stick with the Iron Queen. And the other third will try to profit off both sides so they won't have the manpower or the energy to bother other people. And Sally gives him props. And Khan thanks her. And even says, I honestly probably would not have thought of that before I met you. And Ken takes Sally's hand, kissing it, calling it all a devious ploy. And Sally blushes in response. Alright, uh, two clans down, two to go. Uh, what are our chances? And Khan says, um, not so good. The Raiju clan are pretty violent, and they may not be reasonable, and we have to just pray to even find a shinobi chameleon, let alone their bride. And Sally, upon leaving the bamboo forest, sees someone and asks Khan, get ready. And he does so, taking a fighting stance, asking who these people are, seeing Sonic and Tails on the ground in front of the Destructix. And that's the end of number 14. I do, I do have some things to say. Um, I think the most important one is that I appreciate that Khan uh, is showing off his technical prowess as a diplomat more than anything. Because if you're going to be king of the free people, you've got to know how to barter. Yeah, right? yeah. If you're going to lead an entire nation, a kingdom, you got to be, you got to have those smarts. I do also like the fact that he knows that, like, look, they're just gonna yeah. fucking splinter like all these people. Him recognizing that is uh, very cool, very epic. Love to see it. Love to see it. Love to see it. It's uh, some truly good strategic moments. So we move on. Issue number 15 of Sonic Universe. We are on Sonic Universe 15, by the way. Can you believe that? We are 15 issues into the side comic. Amazing. How the time passes, doesn't it? It honestly does. Um, I, I need to be honest. I'm, I love these Sonic Universe comics. They're great. They're, they've been consistently very good. They've been consistently very good. It gives us an opportunity to see what other characters and what other things are going on in the world. And for the record, 
we're not going to only have stories focused on the heroes. Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. The scene opens on Sally is basically seeing the destructors in front of her and uh, Fiona saying that now that we have your attention, there's something you'd like to discuss. Sonic and Tails go rushing in. Sally asking Ken to follow the lead and take down the gorilla. Ken's a little confused because this is, uh... He's never met any of these people before and has no has no context as to why Sally has a bloodlust right now. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. So they fight for a bit. Particularly, Ken trying to fight against Sergeant Simeon. Uh, hi there, cousin. We are of no relation. <laughs> no, see, you're an ape and I'm a monkey, so... Ah, never mind. Sally uh, wants to... She wants Fiona for herself in this situation. But Fiona tells her, Listen, we didn't come all this way for a fight and calls off the boys. We are here to cause trouble, but we heard you guys are in the area. Why don't we get in on the fun? Huh? And Fiona tells them the story. After, you know, the incident, you know, with Scourge, she slipped out the window while everyone was fighting and made her way to Casino Night and found the old Destructix team, or what was left of them. So Fiona finds Sleuth asking for them, and he says that you can have the team. Draco left to go back to the Eggman Empire, and Lightning Link said something or other about honor restored and left. The others haven't been the same ever since. And Fiona figures, well, listen, work is work, money is money, how much do you want? And he replies, didn't you listen? When I said you can have them, I meant that. I've saved enough to take care of myself, and I've been around long enough to know when to call it quits. Now's my time. Good luck, lady. You won't see me again. So effing chat to Sleuth Doggy Dog, he's fucking dead. As far as we're concerned... No, so so does okay. So I guess can can I ask the question? Does he show up again? I genuinely don't know. Well, as of right now, um, let's uh let's remind ourselves that uh, Sleuth Doggy Dog was named Sleuth Doggy Dog, and that's the most important thing about his character. <laughs> Literally, I don't know what else to say about him. He's from the different era, folks. Yeah, he's he's from he's from the nineties. We we have to forgive them for the sins that 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 their forefathers did, you know. Right. Sins of the father, burden of the son, and all that nonsense. Yeah, so we have all played Metal Gear Solid Five, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> so and, anyway, she assumed leadership of the Destructix on one condition: we need to get Links back onto the team. And Sonic snipes. Oh, when did you guys care about each other so much, huh? And Hawk says that he was one of the original four. He's been with us from the beginning. Simeon says, Mogul, Kodo, Snively, Sleuth, leaders come and go, but us four have been comrades, and we know he's being used. And also, like, so I have difficulties writing down what Flying Frog says, because all I have him saying here is, Frog just says some weird shit, I don't know, man. So the, the point of this character is that he's very unhinged. That's all you need to know. Yeah, he's, uh... He's uh, he's having his, he, he's he's gone through his Joker arc and now he's even more unhinged. So to follow up, great little scene here. Sonic crossing his arms, sneering at Miss Fiona. Wow, I'm impressed. That's a lot of loyalty being thrown around while Fiona's involved. So Fiona, in her brilliance, attempts to try and bait Tails. Aw, can't you talk some sense into them, big man? Tails is shocked, right? Because this is the first time he's really been acknowledged in a kind way by her in quite a while. Kind. Kind. 
Sure, you know me better than anyone else, right? As we see, as, as Fiona talks um, here, Sally is slowly walking off whistling. You said so yourself. You know I'm good on the inside. It would mean so much to me if you stepped in. And then Sally just gut punches her in the fucking stomach. Full force, might I add. Based? Based department? Hello? Is that you again? How did you get this number? How did you get... Actually, I don't even care anymore. Just keep calling me when this shit happens. <laughs> so Sally says, you have toyed with him enough. If you want to deal with us, then deal with us. Simeon says, we want lightning returned. And Khan says that we want his clan to renounce the Iron Queen. Well, looks like terms are agreed and cooperation is secured. And as Fiona is still clutching her stomach, might I add, says she's got a plan. Now, they arrive to the front door of the Iron Fortress. It's got meter-thick armored walls, two heavily reinforced doorways that can only be opened from the inside, but it's a straight shot to the Raiju Clan's bride. So, looks like we'll have to invite ourselves in. Team A, Tails, Hawk, and Flying Frog fly over the wall carrying Team B, Sally, and Fiona, handle the Raiju Ninja on the way. And inside, they're dropped, and Fiona and Sally begin to lower the doors. Fiona commenting that, oh, this is just like old times, huh, princess? And she responds, you may have been on the team, but you were never a freedom fighter. Damn! Damn! Ice in her fucking veins, dude! This is a great Sally issue. I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving this shit. I love when Sally just says, nah, fuck it. You're trash. You're scum. You don't deserve it. You don't. She doesn't. Fuck her. So, while that's happening, Team C, Simeon, Khan, and Sonic handle the door. And it opens up. Everything went perfectly. So they make their way to the throne room to meet the Bride of Conquering Storm of the Raiju Clan. Lightning links by her side. Tells them only fools declare war on the Raiju Clan. But Khan says, I'm not here for war. We are here to talk. By invading the fortress? Well, would you have listened to us otherwise? No. State your case. Alright. Break away from the Iron Dominion. As King of the Free People, on my word of honor, I'll honor your claim of land, and you can keep the Iron Fortress. You'll let us keep it? Bold. But we cannot be bought like the lowly Ryagyu. In the Raiju, we earn through strength. So Khan responds, Duel of Honor. You know, you know, this is a, a classic trope, right? The stakes of the duel, should your champion win, we will surrender to you. And we'd become prime prisoners for the Iron Queen. And if ours is victorious, you renounce the Iron Dominion. Either way, you win. So, Lightning Lynx is bestowed the choice as the champion. And in the twist of faith that everyone expects... Khan says, the king of the free people humbly asks the hero of Mobius to duel on behalf of his people. The hero of Mobius happily accepts, but thinks all this honorific hoity-toity is silly. <laughs> <laughs> so Lightning Lynx is scared out of his fucking mind uh, <laughs> because now he's in the arena with Sonic and not Khan. Mm. So uh, Sonic replies, sorry, fuzzhead. I'm the hero of this adventure. So, Lynx punches Sonic in the jaw in response, saying he's come too far for you to ruin this. She took me back after all these years. I'm home again. I won't let you take that away from me. And Sonic reels. Well, man, I didn't know you had so much at stake, but 
I got a whole city to rescue. And Sonic does countless rapid homing attacks, and he's instantly downed. And actually apologizes. Look, my friends and family come first, man. I'm sorry. And Conquering Storm notes that that fight was pathetic. Lightning is Raiju no more. Again. Oh boy, uh, this scene is a little... A little, a little much. Uh, <laughs> a little, 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 little much. I think this is a lot. <laughs> um, He's on his knees, begging that he can still be of use to her. Saying, almost eking out, that he loves her. And then she probably responds, Do not embarrass yourself further. That's what got you banished the first time. Fuck. Fuck. Fellas, let this be a warning to you. This is what happens when you simp. Never simp, boys. Never Never simp. simp. It's not a good look on you. It's not a good look. Never a good look. So, Lightning Lynx is uh, broken, to say the least. Sonic walking up to Fiona saying, This isn't what we agreed to. Yes, it was. You just didn't know it. Lynx is uh, comforted by his comrades. You know, trying to encourage him. And Fiona walks up and says, hey, you're running with us now. And I promise you, with what I've got planned, they'll get what's coming to them. All of them. All of them. Good. Let's go. Oh, boy. So, I guess, okay. So, like, I think what's interesting about this scene Lightning Lynx isn't a very interesting character. Let's let's put that out there. He's just a cocky asshole who go who's, who has lightning abilities, right? Yeah. As are most of the destructors. They're one-note characters. But I like the way that the fight is framed. That Sonic kind of realized that, like, oh god, I'm doing something really fucked up to this guy. Yeah. Like, really fucked. And then Fiona taking advantage of that. It it shows their characters, ultimately. Because obviously Fiona, as always, will be a conniving little asshole. While Sonic, again, showing off his more, like, sympathetic side. We saw that a lot with uh, the defeat of Eggman in issue 200, obviously. And here we get to see it again upon the realization of, like, ah, oh. oh. I, I took away a guy's happiness, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. It's, uh... It's quite the moment. So, uh, Sonic, Tails, Con, and Sally is told by Conquering Storm their word of honor. She will renounce the Iron Dominion, but this does not make us allies. Get out. And as they leave, a foot soldier asks the bride, what will happen when the Dominion learns of this and retaliates? (laughs) They won't. The clan of the Four Houses is on the decline, and all that they have is their legionnaires. The heroes will take care of the rest of the Dominion for us. And then the Dragon Kingdom will be ours. And as the the heroes leave, Tails notices that the Destructics didn't stick around to say goodbye. Well, that's a bummer. Sally, though, apologizes to Tails for hitting Fiona like that. She wanted Tails to stand up for himself, but after all she's done to us and to you, I just wanted, just wanted like one good one, you know? I just wanted one. And Tails understands, and... Uh, agrees but sally comments that man i did feel a little brutish after doing that i'm proactive not a thug you know <laughs> but sonic <laughs> wait wait <laughs> okay but 
this is this is this is truly a gamer moment if i've ever seen one so sonic and sonic says actually i thought it was kind of hot con fucking butts in i totally in agreement there the two high five and tail says yeah next time you should slug her again <laughs> All while Sally is just like, I'm drowning in fucking testosterone right now. Holy shit, what is happening? I don't think it's testosterone. I think in, in uh, the cultured individuals would call us a horny moment. And this is very horny. This is exceedingly horny right now. Uh, we need to get that bonk stick out of here. No more. None of this shit. Nuh-uh. So, either way, we're three for three on the clans. So, who's left, Khan? Um, The Shinobi clan. Kind of have no idea where they are, though. All I know is that they are chameleons. And that's it. Everything else is just rumors and legends. So Sonic says, well, okay, let's go to Angel Island and borrow Knuckles. He seems to know how to spot chameleons. But we kind of don't have time for that. So anyone else got ideas? And Tails comments, well, how would you spot invisible people who don't want to be found? To which a voice in front of them comments, well, then you'll need a guide and a friend you can trust. Revealing Espio. Hey, our boy. Um, this is a really, this is a good issue in a lot of ways. Uh, the, the team up is pretty interesting. Um, I like that this ending, it's obviously a good, good way to end. Uh, and now it is time for what I would argue is probably the most interesting of all these issues, which is the final one. You, mo- most of the time, the finale is the most interesting, but I hope you guys are ready for a, for a two-parter. We're, we're, we're about to get some, some interesting lore here. Mm-hmm. Uh, double lore, if you would say. So we start off issue 16. Flynn and Yardley, the creative team, goes without saying at this point. Yeah. Khan is at the ready, screaming out to Espio saying, how dare you show your face to... And Sonic tries to stop him. He says, look, we understand he's a traitor, but he's been a friend for much, much longer. Khan is freaking out. He attacked you. He punched you in the face. Sonic's reply, yeah, he did. You and I have gotten to three times as many fights. By that logic, I should be stomping you into the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Fair. Khan replies with the utmost malice. Fine, have it your way. As Sonic says, I usually do. But uh, that's where Sally butts in, says, look, Khan does have a point. You are with the Iron Dominion now, Espio. You made that pretty clear. And he responds with, look, I don't want to debate semantics, but I'm with the Shinobi clan. I'm only with the Dominion with extenuating circumstances. And Sally says that Knuckles said something along those lines. Espio says that he was not allowed to say much, but my leader is willing to reveal everything. The Bride of Constant Vigil has been observing your efforts in trying to dismantle the four houses, so I volunteered to be your guide to the meeting with her. Unfortunately, Sally says, your word's not good enough. And he decides, all right, look, I'll give up information I have on you guys, all right? This will remove any possible advantage I could have, okay? And Sonic says, secrets. What are you talking about? We're we're heroes. We're squeaky clean. Come on. Come, hit me with your worst, buddy. What you got? And Espio utters two words to Sonic's face. The sneak. 
And Sonic, okay, wait. we need to... Okay, you're right. We need to explain this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Because it's been a while. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. This is actually a very deep cut because this is citing Sonic issue 97. So what he's referencing there is that there was a story in the comics where Sonic was basically grounded in Knothole. So in order to uh, follow the Secret Service on a mission to Robotropolis, he basically put on ninja garb, called himself the Sneak, and... Yeah. yeah, 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 and and Sonic yeah. even like reels back, stepping away from him. It's just like, bro, that was like a one-time thing. That was that how was just, you, that was for funny. That was even that's just for the funnies, man. I don't know what you're talking. What? How did you? Uh, I, I, okay, so Tails is up next, right? I haven't even been a freedom fighter for very long. What do you know about me, <clears throat> Captain Super Fox Man? Which was in the Tales miniseries. I don't. I don't know any further context. You're gonna have to. Yeah. I think that was like him drawing a comic book of his adventure of the Tales miniseries, and he's wow. calling himself Captain Super Fox Man in the story he made. So that Tales resigns there, saying like, "Man, no one was supposed to read that." Uh, <laughs> this is just a fucking kid of war of a kid. Oh, poor kid. Oh man. So Sally's turn. The location of your royal birthmark. And she's a little embarrassed by that. And Espio is embarrassed by that as well, saying, well, look, you know, when Elias came back, I had to confirm his identity. And, you know, yeah, and Sally just says, we, we do not speak of it. We simply do not speak of it. And as for Khan, he doesn't actually have that much on him. All he can say is that there are other cons, so to speak. And he replies, no, they're not. I'm only child. And my family is dead. That's, well, that's not what I mean. Yeah, well, Khan is a pretty common family name. He says, still not what I mean. There are others like you. And then Khan retorts, well, I'm the only one that Robotnik was able to experiment on and succeed on it. But that's all past to the fact that, listen, SPO replies, information is everything in my clan. The fact that I know anything likeness proves I'm doing my job. So, he gives them all blindfolds and leads them to their secret hideout. And Sally agrees to his terms. So later, oh, I should also point out for the record, uh, the information that SBO gave about there being other cons, that's not going to be followed up on, sadly. So, let's just move on. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but you know. Yeah, would have liked to see something or other from that perspective. But later, they are led to a cavern, and SBO takes off their blindfolds, and they see a bottomless cavern, calling this the Way of the Blind. If you can reach the other side of the cavern, you will find my master. Uh, what do you mean, if? And Espio says, I'm sorry, this is our way. Date bayo. Date bayo, goodbye. <laughs> and he vanishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tail suggests, okay, maybe I can fly you guys over here. But Khan says, hold it. And uses his lightning to illuminate the roof. There is a bunch of traps in the air. So flying's not an option. As Sally throws dirt into the air. And then sees the dirt hold in place. So there's an invisible path. If we take it slow, maybe... um, Which responds to Sonic running out the back. Taking an armful of dirt. And just fucking booking it to show the path for them. So this is very much a, like... 
more classic characterization, this definitely feels like a scene out of, like, the much older Sonic comics. Just a little point I would like to make out. Yes. Yes. Either way, they make it. Tails dusting Sonic off. Bro, you can't meet the bride of a clan covered in dirt, man. What are you thinking? What are you doing, bro? And when they make it in, further inside, they meet the bride of constant vigil, being served tea by SBO. Come in. We will speak plainly. Sally and Khan are about to introduce each other, but she says, save it. We know who you are. And Khan begins, well, um, the clan of the four houses is evil, Constant Vigil responds, and its support crumbles. You are here to convince us to break away, yes? So Sonic responds, yeah, yeah, I like your directness, so you're gonna drop the iron jerks? Yes, you have my word of honor. The clan of the four houses is no more. And Sonic calls it, all right, awesome. Uh, no worries. We know the way out. Uh, we'll see you later. But Khan just says, hold, hold the fuck. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on, hold on. Sonic's reply, you can't let it be simple, can you? It's not that simple. We spent days traveling here and risking our lives to convince each clan's bride. You had to leave your friends and family behinds in the hands of those monsters and the Dragon Kingdom Freedom Fighters. And then Sally says, Ken, take a minute. Deep breath in, deep breath out. Ken walks up to the bride. I've heard the Shinobi clans call themselves the protector of these lands. If that's true, why didn't you help us fight? Why did you side with the Iron Dominion? The clan leader responds, Generations ago, we thought as you did. We fought openly against the other clans. We tried to police the free people of the Dragon Kingdom, and they were nearly wiped out for it. They adopted the efforts of the Shadows in order to survive, more or less. The Shinobi clan is small. If we had chosen to stand and fight, the Iron Dominion and its enslaved houses would have wiped us out once and for all. The destruction of your freedom fighters proves this, and as we have done for generations, we will watch and we will wait. However, sometimes action must be taken. Espio has shown me this by deviating so greatly from his mission. Okay, well, Sonic asks, what mission? We all thought he was a native to Angel Island. And Espio, at that point, asked for permission to speak. Granted, he was the most recent to be sent to monitor Angel Island, specifically monitor the Guardian. So, you were spying on Knuckles this whole time? Yeah. More or less. And look, since Knuckles comes from a long line, the Brotherhood of Guardians, so they called themselves, they these people took it upon themselves to monitor Mobius for threats against Angel Island. So the Shinobi did not believe that a powerful, species-centric, organization should go unchecked. Ah, uh, I see. You're you're hearing Ian in, uh, in the background going like, uh, I, I've just got to remind them. Just got to remind them. You got you got to know the bullshit that we went through to get here, huh? So each generation, one of us is chosen to go to Angel Island to keep track of the active guardian, you know, for to protect Mobius, so to speak. Last generation, his mentor was Valdez, tasked with keeping watch on Guardian Locke. And he helped Espio settle in Rainbow Valley, helping him build an identity as a local. He was only supposed to observe Knuckles, report on any dangerous decisions he made, and he revealed himself only on select dire instances, like when they were captured on the island by Robotnik. 
I wasn't supposed to work with him closely. I wasn't supposed to join the Chaotix. I wasn't supposed to be his friend. So Constant Vigil says, Espio has broken the taboo of his station. But I cannot ignore the fact it has been the right choice. Something Espio is shocked to hear her say. So, Constant Vigil says, Espio will be ordered to return to Angel Island and has permission to act freely as you see fit. And Espio is elated to hear it out, even slipping out. Wow, thank you, mother, I mean master. Sorry for the outburst. And yes, that <laughs> Constant Vigil is his mom, for the record. Yes, which is which is definitely, um, you know, it's like, it makes sense why he did what he did, because it's his mom. And Yeah. The, yeah. It's just another layer into the situation. A very good one. Very good one. Yes. So now that Espio's Lord Dump has been revealed, um, how do you feel about that recontextualization? I love it. I really think it's a very creative background for the character. Espio coming from a clan of ninjas, they spy on uh, threats to Mobius. The, yes. I am saying explicitly the Guardians are a threat to Mobius. And I think that's very funny to insinuate that, but it's also true. It's also completely true. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love Espio's character here. And the fact that at this point, we now come to realization that the Bride of Constant Visual, his own mom, is like, yeah, technically you, like, failed your mission as far as I'm concerned, but it was the right choice, and I think that's pretty cool. So, I know you have a good relationship with these guys, so if you want to stay with them, go. And I think that's really cool that we have a nice parent-child relationship in these comics. That's beside the point, though. Yes, that's 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 besides the point. I I feel very similar. I like that Espio, who is a character who has often been relegated to sort of mysterious ninja man, has been given development, and more importantly, the uh the character between the Chaotix and the fact that Knuckles is somebody who really brought him out of his shell and pushed him into just being a better person and helping people is something that I'm really a huge fan of. I really like the fact that the two of them grew so close. And I think that if there is one thing, one thing he who shall not be named did right, it's the Chaotix. Because they're really not that different from their in-game counterparts. They're prominent members of the story, they're active, and they're always key members of Knuckles' plotlines for the most part. So I can give some praise there. And more importantly, I like this ex this expansion because it actually makes SBO a more interesting character. So I really like it. It's good. On that note, before you go back with them, Constant Vigil tells SBO, go get the fan of Fenshing. I think your friends are going to need it. SBO runs past them, high-fiving Sonic, see you back in the city. And you better, you're behind on your heroism quota. So Constant Vigil tells the group, you may have broken the clan of Froer houses, but your work has just begun, King of the Free People. And Khan takes his powering crown and shapes it to a proper crown. And with this, I will do my best to protect my people and honor the authority of the clans. You have my word of honor. I just hope I can live up to the hype. And they take their leave. Uh, she promises the group safe travels out of the kingdom. And Sonic retorts, are you sure about that? You don't even have any guards in here. 
To which Constant Vigil says, oh, you think I would leave myself totally prone to powerful outsiders? And Tails points Sonic to the roof, seeing a lot of chameleons reveal themselves all around the walls. Ah, okay. The next day, Li Yuen sees the four off on the tornado. Khan promising to return victorious. The plane is prepped and ready to go. Sally confident to go save the day. And Sonic says, let's do it to it. Next stop, New Mobotropolis. The cavalry is on the way. And that, my friends, is the end of number 16. That's the end of all the comments we got for today. And, goes without saying, another banger. Another banger. Yeah, um, I thought that this set of issues was great. Um, we had a lot of good stuff with Khan. Uh, we had a lot of good stuff with Sonic and Sally. And I would even fucking say SBO got some really, really cool stuff here. Fuck, even Tails. Even God, t- Tails, yeah. Had, yeah, Tails, Tails had a really, really, that's some good stuff in this, in this arc. Like um, I said earlier, while this was like, you know, Monkey Con centric, everyone got a little piece of the pie today. And we yeah. love that. Yep, we do in fact love it. I am uh I'm I am really excited for next time where we will properly conclude the Iron Dominion arc and move on to our next saga. I hope everyone is ready. Uh we have What have we got we have, next time? Uh What have we got next time? Ash? So, what do we have here? So, our next set of comics per my notes will be Sonic the Hedgehog 110 to 211, 212 to 14. And also, we'll be throwing in uh, the 2010 free comic book day special in there. Oh! No Sonic Universe, unfortunately, but we'll pick up on Sonic Universe afterwards, and it's a it's a very fun arc the next one is. I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. Um, I know what that arc is. Yeah. It's, it's not one you're going to expect, especially with how they do it, but I'm looking forward to it. It's great. It's, it's really good. It's really great. So... I think that does leave us off with Archie Sonic Digest this month. But before we go, before we go, I got to give a shout out. I want to say thanks to uh, one Admiral Owl, $5 a month on the Patreon. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, wow. Another new patron. Welcome to the party, buddy. Welcome to the party. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you guys at home want to join in on the fun, patreon.com slash Sonic Speed at uh, Admiral Owl's level. He's not only getting the episodes early. As with the Archie Sonic Digest, Another Side, Another Story, we're covering the Mega Man comics out there right now. I know you guys want to know what the lead-up to Worlds Collide is going to be. I know you guys want to know about that. But he's also getting the pre-show. That's his level $5 a month. $2 a month is the bonus show and the episodes early. $15 a month, you get a all of that and the video version of the podcast. So, once again, patreon.com slash Speed. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time for the end of the Iron Dominion saga. Peace out, fellas. Peace.